This is the Iron Mindset Podcast, dedicated to people like you who wants to get out of their comfort zone and start making real changes in life. Learn how to master and empower yourself by training your mind and self-awareness. I'm your host, Edgar Rivera, and this is the Iron Mindset Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Iron Mindset Podcast. I'm glad to have you here and thank you so much for giving me these minutes and thank you so much for listening. Today we're going to talk about money and personal finances and how it affects our life and our mindset. And I know, I know, maybe probably you will ask me, hey Edgar, wait a second, what do finance have to do with mindset? And it's a good and valid question. However, it has a strong relationship. Money mindset means everything and is the difference between those who want to improve and serve better and those who want in the middle of everything and struggle with everything. We must understand the relationship we have with money. What is our paradigm about money? What experience we had with money? Do we think we need it or do we think we don't deserve it? It is bad to have money, it is good. What is our money mindset? Some of you can think, I don't want to know anything about money because money always gets me in trouble. It always brings me problems. I'm pretty sure you have listened to this as well. Money is the root of all evil. But that's not true. Money by itself, it's only money. Well, technically, it's only a currency. It's only a printed piece of paper that doesn't have any value by itself. I am a huge fan of Robert Kiyosaki. I've been read several of his books, and in one in particular, he said, the love of money is the root of all evil. However, the lack of money is the root of all evil as well. And that's so true. If you love money, then you will become greedy, selfish, and self-minded. But on the other hand, if you lack of money, you will be anxious, you won't be able to pay your bills, and in extreme cases, you will potentially do fraud or even steal money from others asking for a loan that you know you won't be able to pay. All is interconnected. If we analyze our money paradigm, we'll find some answers. For instance, Let's say you have an average of $10,000 in your bank account, okay? You have $10,000 in your bank account and you have had that balance for years. You are used to having that amount of money in your bank account. What will happen if you receive a little bit more of money? Let's just say you have, uh, you had a strong month sales or you receive a bonus from, from your work or, or something like this. And suddenly, your bank account goes from $10,000 to $13,000. What's going to happen in your subconscious mind? I'm pretty sure that you will be spending those $3,000 additional dollars. You won't be doing anything crazy like spending all of it in one shot. Well, maybe yes. I know some, some, I know one or two, but... The constant is you will be spending that money in little tiny actions. Like, I don't know, for example, going to dinner or at the movie theater. Uh, well, I think those are bad examples now with all these restrictions and copy thing. But maybe you do like me. Personally, I love buying watches in, on Amazon, which I confess I need to repent about that. Or perhaps you will be ordering something online. Whatever it may be. Maybe a new set of kitchen spoons or a laptop or something like that. But little by little, you will, be gain, you will be again 
at $10,000 in your bank account. And the same thing happens the other way back. You start having some expenses, a little tiny expenses, I don't know, maybe some Walmart extra grocery stuff, or maybe the house needs to be fixed, or just the dog got sick. And suddenly your bank account will be reduced to $7,000, 7000 At that moment, your paradigm will be activated and you will say, okay, enough is enough. I won't buy anything else. I'll be in financial quarantine for the next three months until I hit again my 10000 So we need to dig deeper into ourselves to change those grown paradigms that we have towards money. For that reason, I start this episode by telling you that money and mindset get along all the time. If we have to improve our financial situation, it's mandatory that we strengthen our mindset because our emotions always lead the way, even more when we talk about money. Warren Buffett said, if you can't control your emotions, you can't control your money. That's the core if you want to improve your financial situations, whatever the issue is. Maybe you want to make a hundred bucks more each month, or you want to get out of that once for all. Or maybe you want to become, I don't know, a millionaire. It will be imperative that you control your emotions because again, emotions lead the way. Remember that it's not money, but knowledge that make you rich. It's emotional and financial intelligence that make you rich, not a couple of bucks every single month. It's your financial genius and your emotional intelligence what at the end will make you get that McLaren that you always have dream about. Money by itself doesn't make you wealthy. We have a lot of examples from people who won the lottery and three months after they lost everything and are even in a worse position than before. It's not about how much money do you make or have. It's about how much money do you keep and for how many generations do you keep it. So if you want to become rich, you must have control of your emotions and become educated in your finances. Notice that when I am used this sentence, if you want to be rich, I'm not only speaking about money by itself. It's a whole integration thing. Rich in money, rich in mindset, rich in friends, relations, rich in spirit. If you want to become rich in all aspects of your life, you must master your mindset. Now, back at the topic of the money and finances. It doesn't matter if you have too much money or not enough money. I promise you, you will always have problems. Even if you have too much money or not enough money. If you have not enough money, you will make problems like, I don't know, using your credit to supplement money, shortage, uh, paying more in taxes, bad financial advice, not enough retirement money, the raising of the cost of living, or a whole new pandemic threatening you. On the other hand, if you have too much money, you will face problems as well like needing to keep it safe and invested, excessive government taxes, not knowing whether people actually like you or like your money, inheritance planning, needing smarter financial advisors, raising spoiled kids, and so forth. So remember, money alone doesn't solve your money problems. And for that reasons, mastering your mindset regarding money is so important. So then you will probably ask me, okay, Edgar, if I have money, I'm in trouble. But if I have too much money, I have problems as well. 
What if I have used the necessary money to live with? That's an interesting question. My question for you will be, what would it be your happy number? Have you figured it out? Is that enough? I'm pretty sure that if you think it's enough, sooner or later, you will be caught in your comfort zone. And what happens when you get stuck in your comfort zone? You won't progress. And progress equals happiness. So you won't be happy. Remember, two things will make you to step out of your comfort zone. One of them is you willingly deciding to step out of your comfort zone. And the second one is that the universe pushes you out. And let me tell you something. The universe one is much less forgiven. So if you think, I won't desire to have too much money because I'm afraid to face even more problems. I'm sorry to tell you, but you have a problem. It doesn't matter if you have not enough money, if you have enough money, or if you have too much money. You always be facing those challenges. So what we can do? What is the solution to money problems then? Some people get into these pitfalls when they think about solving their financial situation. They may say, okay, I will work hard. But you know what? Working hard doesn't actually work because the world is feeling which which <laughs> the world is feeling with such an amazing hard work people that are still deep in financial problems. Because the more they work, the more they get into debt, or the more they pay taxes, so they finish working even harder. Education by itself doesn't solve money problems because the world is filled with so many poor, highly educated people. Getting a job doesn't help as well. Remember, job stands for just over broke. Many people earn just enough to survive and they are giving up themselves, their freedom, their lifestyle, and their time for a couple of bucks. I personally think that it's not life. Do you know what is the solution to all this? This is the magic sauce. Financial intelligence and mastering your mindset. When you have a money problem, you need to solve it. But not only solve it with a band-aid. You must solve it with financial intelligence. Because if you don't solve it with intelligence, the problem will grow and eventually will become worse. Imagine you have not enough money to pay your bills. Maybe you will think that the solution is to get a credit card. Then you use that credit card to pay your bills. However, at some point, the interest on your credit card is so overwhelming that you know you are deep in debt now with the bank. And this can become even worse. If you aren't smart enough, maybe you start asking for more money to pay your bank. Maybe you ask for a home equity loan and you get deep and deep and deep in debt. And then you lose the house and the problem gets worse. If you want to increase your financial intelligence, you need to become a problem solver. If you don't, one problem will lead to another issues. Robert Kiyosaki, in his book, Increase Your Financial IQ, gives us an example that helps us to understand clearly this concept. I will call them the toothache problem. Quoting, having money problems is like having a toothache. If you don't handle the toothache, the toothache makes you feel bad. If you feel bad, maybe you don't do well at work because you are irritable. Not fixing the toothache can lead you to a further medical complications because it is easy for herms to breathe and spread out of your mouth. 
One day you lose your job because you have been missing work due to that chronic illness. Without a job, you can pay your rent. If you fail to solve the problem of rent money, you are now on the streets, homeless, in poor health, eating out of garbage cans, and guess what? You still have the toothache. While extreme, that example shows us the compounding effect of not solving the root problem. I'm pretty sure that at this point, you can make the relation between your money, your financial intelligence, your mindset, and the way your brain handles emotion and problems. If you want to become smarter with your money, Robert's book recommends five intelligence you need to develop in order to accomplish this. The first one, you need to figure out a way to make more money, legally, obviously, but you need to figure out how to make more money. It doesn't matter how much extra money you make. If you can make one more dollar in regards to what you are currently making, your financial intelligence is growing. You can sell something, create passive income, invest in the stock market, become a YouTuber, or I don't know, whatever you like to do. The point is to think about increasing your revenue. I'll share with you an example of this kind of financial intelligence in my life. So, in order to make a couple of bucks more, I went to those second-hand stores where you can find furniture, clothes, electronics, and etc. The tag price on each product was labeled with a different color each day. Depending on the day, you have a 50% of discount on those products. If they're already cheap, with 50% off, they were even less expensive. So what I did is was look for those tags that were on discount, look for furniture in good shape, and then I put them in my truck, pay them, and bring them home. I took some nice pictures of that furniture in my place, and then I upload those in online marketplaces. One day, I got a couch for $60 and ended up selling for $180 very quickly. I made $120 in one day for just one item. That is financial intelligence. Second, you need to protect your money. Here's how well you do on keeping your money in your pocket. We have banks, the government, and these marketing agencies trying to get money out of our pocket with products that maybe we don't really need. They take our money in form of taxes, bank commissions, and interest. So you need to figure out a way to keep that money into your pocket. In this case, what I did is to purchase a tax course online and learn how to make advantage of those tax deductions and credits that allow me to pay a fewer tax legally. The third one is you need to budget your money. This step is so important. In my opinion, it's the most important step among all the five. You have to know what your expenses are and where your money goes. That's critical. You must know how many you are making per month and keep track of all of this. And the most important thing in this budget is you must pay yourself first. That means you put aside some money for your investments and your personal growth before paying anyone else. I know at the beginning it will be hard, but it's possible. I have a spreadsheet where I keep track of all my expenses. Then, fourth, you need to leverage your money. This means do more with less and understanding the power of compounding. How your money can make more money. Raising capital. Use other people's money. As an example, all the money I raise on the second-hand store, I reinvested and get more furniture and keep it in motion. Basically, compounding the money I already earned. This principle works for everything in your life, whether it's money, habits, relations, 
whatever you want to compound is really useful. There is a book called The Compound Effect. This is a great book if you want to master this compounding thing. And the last point is you need to improve your financial information. That means attend seminaries, mastermind classes, read books, learn about the stock market, about investments. Overall, realize the power of the information and use it into your advantage. Some books that I recommend 100% to start this journey of mastering your mindset and your finance are Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And the second one is Increase Your Financial IQ, both by Robert Kiyosaki. Another one is Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, Unshakable by Tony Robbins, and The Secrets of a Rich Man by Manon Rich. Those books are really, really, really interesting if you want to learn more about this topic. So let's start working on these five things. Make more money, protect your money, budget your money, leverage your money, and improve your financial education. Be consistent, and I assure you that you will become more intelligent and you will have a strong mindset able to control your emotions, able to set goals, and the most importantly, able to fulfill your life. That's what I got you for today's episode. If you like this episode, please make sure you share it on your social media. Please share it on your Facebook, share it on your Instagram stories, and tag me. You can find me on Instagram as edgarrivera.co, edgarrivera.co, and as well, I would love to get you know better. As well, you can join my private Facebook group. Look for the Iron Mindset Podcast group on Facebook. And yeah, so please help me to spread this podcast so we can reach even more people. Thank you so much for this. And I leave you as I leave you every single episode. Your presence in everything matters. So don't take for granted. I respect you. And thank you again for joining me. God bless you. And hope you guys have an amazing week.